Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insight straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you apply to a particular school being highlighted in a given episode, you should listen to all of them, as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process, prompting you to come up with your own follow-up questions for when you visit campus or meet with a college admissions representative yourself. Don't forget to visit our website, www.collegeadmissionstalk.com, or the show notes of each episode to access the alphabetical list of all the colleges available with the related audio link to the right of each school. The alphabetical list provides you with on-demand access to all of the episodes so that you may listen whenever you wish. And if you want to receive links to episodes before they are released on the podcast, along with other related resources, please fill out the email opt-in form also available on our website and in the show notes of each episode. Lastly, please email me with any questions or comments at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today Matthew Rothstein, who is the long-serving Director of Admissions for the Columbia University School of General Studies, also known as GS. Matthew, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. How are you? Great, and uh, thanks for having me on. It is an honor and a pleasure, so let's get right to it, Matthew. Give us a brief introduction about yourself. How long have you been in admissions, and how did you end up in such a position? Yeah, so I just passed my 20-year anniversary at Columbia, actually, uh, in October. So, And prior to that, I did two, work two years in admissions elsewhere. Um, I do have like a little bit of a story to how I ended up in admissions, because it was semi-accidental, <laughs> um, you know, which might not be a... Uh, too uncommon story, maybe, and and some some ways for many people working in admissions. But um, oddly enough, I, I originally wanted to be a high school guidance counselor, working on you know college advising and so forth. But um, I was living in Rhode Island at the time, where they had a rule that you had to teach high school actually for two years before you can become a guidance counselor. And I got a teaching credential and taught for a year there before I moved back to home, where I'm from, New York, myself from Long Island as well. Um, and where I discovered my teaching credential did not meet New York State standards, actually. And I had to do <laughs> three more classes if I wanted to teach in New York State. Um, and at that time, uh, you know, I remembered when I taught in high school in Rhode Island that, uh, you know, college representatives used to come to the high school to visit with <laughs> students. And it struck me the idea of, oh, what about working on the other side um, of admission, helping students with admissions and work for a college? And that's actually what ended up happening when I, I moved back to New York, ended up working at a college and led to this long career at Columbia, basically, uh, where, um, you know, have enjoyed my time and it's been a great experience. So, so that's how I ended up in admissions where I am now. 
Well, I know that Columbia University is certainly very happy to have you after all of these years, and certainly we're very lucky to have you here today. What sets the School of General Studies apart from other schools at Columbia University? Yeah, so in many respects, the School of General Studies, or GS, is really set apart by, not just at Columbia, but within all elite higher education in many respects as to what it is, I think. And, you know, the way the former dean at the School of General Studies used to describe GS was that it was essentially, you know, elite higher education is like steeped in tradition, right, as is Columbia in many regards. And GS ended up being the portal kind of for experimentation in many regards for different kind of approaches to education, different avenues to, you know, provide education in a sense. And so this started in the 1940s, actually, with the idea of let's provide an Ivy League education to adult students, essentially. However, as a portal, actually, at the university and within, you know, higher elite higher education in many regards, it's also evolved over time. That still is our primary goal in which we provide basically non-traditional students, adult students, an opportunity to get a traditional Ivy League education. It's important to know that students in the School of General Studies, School of General Studies doesn't teach any classes. We provide student services to adults who are in the arts and sciences at Columbia University, doing the same classes, same majors, same requirements as those students who've come right out of high school. Um, but being a portal as we've been, actually, it's opened an opportunity for other programs as well, which go, dating all the way back to the 1960s when the first dual degree program took place at Columbia. That program was with actually the Jewish Theological Seminary in New York, where students could go part time at Columbia and part time at JTS and after four years earn a degree. That subsequently led to other new programs at Columbia, the most significant being our, our international dual degree programs now that we host, where we've partnered with three international uh, universities, uh, Sciences Po in France, Trinity College Dublin, and Tel Aviv University in Israel, where students coming out of high school go abroad for two years at one of our partner institutions, come back to Columbia as juniors to finish two years and earn two degrees from both schools. So, so in many regards, yeah, not only is GS a unique school within Columbia, it's really within elite higher education has, you know, really done something very different um, in terms of its approaches to working with new populations and new programs that, you know, I think to some measure the traditions of the Ivy Leagues uh, often wouldn't allow for, and especially historically. Um, and so that's kind of what I think really makes GS quite unique and, and interesting. Well, we really appreciate that introduction. So just to review, there, there are basically two types of programs available at GS, and they are obviously very unique within the world of higher education. The first, as you explained, is the International Dual Degree Program, where students earn two college degrees while studying for two years at two schools, Columbia, and of course, one of several choices internationally. The second is for non-traditional students, where students who have had breaks in their education bring their personal and professional experience into the Columbia community. And of course, this includes people such as entrepreneurs, military veterans, performers, athletes, and many others. Is that right, Matthew? Uh, yeah, exactly correct. Yes. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that. And so can you describe the admissions process at Columbia University School of General Studies and the international dual degree programs? What factors do you consider when reviewing applications? Yeah, so the basically the two 
primary programs there, the dual degree programs and the program for non-traditional students have very different applications. And they also have unique applications to each program. So that's important to note. We do not use the common application. We don't use a coalition application. You actually have to apply via our website on a unique application for each program. And that to, uh, the reason for that is, yeah, because the process is a little different, actually, than the traditional <laughs> admissions process. Um, for the international dual degree programs, um, the key thing that's very different is that we do have a unique essay regarding the program itself, because the idea of fit with the program is particularly important to the decision process to know that this both academically is the right fit for the student because there's a very different style of education abroad than the U.S. and to know that a student understands that and why it is the right choice for them um, really takes on a different dynamic than kind of traditional admissions sometimes. And so the essay, you know, essay question in that regards really is geared towards that. I would also go a little further, though, the fact that, um, you know, it goes through a review process both by Columbia and our partners, and together we decide who to admit. Um, but however, before we decide who to admit, every student who's going to be considered for admissions, not every student who applies, but every student who's going to be considered for admissions is interviewed actually by a Columbia representative and a partner representative as well. Once again, really kind of driving home the, the need to fit with this program, given how unique it is actually. And so um, so that process is something very different than the traditional yeah, common application or things of that nature. And there is the definitive need to write a very explicit essay directed at the program um, you know, for the international, for each international dual degree program. So that's definitely something to be familiar with. Um, for non-traditional students, there's a, a very different approach as well for the admissions process, because we're very invested in the idea, of course, that very much the academic idea of Columbia, that students with real world experiences can bring a different point of view and a different perspective to the classroom, basically. So we want to know about your experiences. And so I believe we have the longest college admissions essay in the country, <laughs> probably. It is a 2000 word autobiography in which we look for students to interwine their academic experiences, their life experiences, and their academic kind of aspiration and goals for Columbia into one essay, basically to give us a sense of what are they bringing to Columbia? What can they offer us, basically? And so that process definitely is, is something a, a little unique in terms of that essay, in terms of students really reflecting on their experiences um, in a quite significant ways, I would say. Um, and that works its way into our admissions decisions as well, I would say, where we think about this idea of like, what is a, you know, not just what academic foundations a student has, but then what is it also that from their experiences they have to offer essentially to Columbia. So, so that's how we uh, operate with our admissions process, uh, foundationally at least. So, What's up podcast friends? I'm happy to share that we've teamed up with Dormco to make your dorm decorating a lot easier. Why Dormco? They offer quality and durability, affordability, and a wide selection for bedding to storage solutions and everything in between for your dorm room. So if you or anyone you know is looking to decorate your dorm, see the affiliate partnership link in the show notes for Dormco, your one stop for stylish, affordable, and quality dorm essentials. Please note that if you make a purchase through any of our affiliate links, the podcast gets a commission, but rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel would benefit our listeners. Thank you all and best wishes. Well, we really appreciate that detailed overview. That's awesome. And Matthew, can you speak to any recent changes or any updates to the admissions process or requirements? 
Yeah, so there's been a big change recently for Colombia. Colombia recently did announce that they are going to be permanently test optional, actually, going forward. Um, that will apply to the School of General Studies. I will mention that for the international dual degree programs, we are still in discussion with them to you know, make that a part. They've already agreed for next year to be test optional and just to cross X's and dots and so forth and agreements that that's okay to be test optional permanently. Um, so uh, we'll hopefully get there shortly and that will be the case. But next year, nonetheless, will be test optional for the international dual degree programs and highly likely that, again, it will be a permanent decision for the international dual degree programs as well. But we do have to work with our partners on that. Understood. Thank you. And are there any special qualities or characteristics you look for in applicants? And how do you evaluate non-traditional students? How do you evaluate dual degree students? Yeah, so I think the the beauty of the School of General Studies, and probably one of the reasons I've been here so long, is that the students who come to us to apply, everybody's different. <laughs> you know, they all have their own story. They all have their own um, you know, reading a, a five to seven page essay, basically, uh, for admissions uh, is actually refreshing for us because each story is different. You know, it's not a it's not a difficult task in many regards for uh, for us sometimes, but because uh, it's and you learn things actually from a lot of our students. Um, but the admissions process does, you know, when we we are looking at those characteristics, it, what we are looking in that essay really, and why I'm you know, to speak to the essay a little bit more even, is that is that what's in common is probably that they're able to be reflective on their experiences and to be analytical about what, you know, has gotten them to this point in time. And what's interesting about that, I think, in many regards, is that, um, you know, no students have anything in common, so to speak. So it's whatever those experiences have been for them to reflect on. And those could be good or bad experiences for students. And I often tell students, you know, people learn often more from bad experiences and change more from bad experiences sometimes. And so a lot of times that essay is not the place to sell yourself, so to speak, um, or, you know, it's a lot of times it can be much more about a very narrative kind of reflection on, you know, what you've what your story is basically that has gotten you to this time and why you're looking for Columbia to be next. So, so yeah, that, you know, that's the one characteristics within that essay to see, you know, that reflection and that analytic analysis of your own experiences in conjunction, of course, with the traditional kind of academic measures and foundational elements that we might be looking for, um, you know, to be ready for Columbia. So definitely that's, um, you know, something that's in common for the international programs, it is a little bit different, I would say, again, in that the one thing that I would say that we're looking for students also in this regards um, is that they have that they do really understand the nature of the program. And the idea of the international dual degree programs, you know, just to maybe it's a little bit of a tangent, but is that, you know, it's not about a international experience. It really is about an acad international academic experience. And I think it's very easy for students to be excited about study abroad and being abroad, learn a language, learn a culture. But this is a this is intended to be much more than that. That's why it's two years abroad, basically, not just a single year or anything like that. Um, but it's, it's the idea that um, you want this international academic experience. And I think what we look for from students is that they understand that and that they understand that it's not about the great food in France <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> or, you know, other things like that, but it's about that actual academic experience that Sciences Po offers in conjunction with Columbia. And so that is definitely an element that we're looking again through the essay and ultimately through the interviews that a student has a, a, a good understanding of so that 
doing that research is really important about these programs. And obviously for any applicant to make sure it's the right fit for them as well. And, you know, the reality is that, you know, an international program like that is not for everybody, arguably, um, you know, so uh, it does take a particular student to, to think that they want to pursue something of that nature. Well, thank you so much for making all of those distinctions and the overview. Certainly you made it very clear as to why the international not only experience, but the international academic experience. So Matthew, thank you so much for that. I was also curious, how do you evaluate transfer credits from other colleges and universities? And what is the maximum number of credits that can be transferred to Columbia University School of General Studies? Yeah, so the maximum number of credits that can be transferred are 60 credits. Um, and ultimately, just to highlight a little bit for the dual degree programs, what is happening is you're getting 60 credits from Sciences Po over the two years or from Trinity College Dublin or from Tel Aviv University that will transfer into Columbia, requiring you then to do 64 minimum of 64 credits at Columbia proper at that point. So that's something to be familiar with uh, in terms of the dual degree programs. Um, and we are very familiar with the curriculums at the, our partners, so it's almost an automatic transfer type of situation. For the School of General Studies, it is very different, actually, for the non-traditional student population because 85% of our students have been to college before in their past, actually, and do have transfer credits coming into Columbia University. And ultimately, the, the key thing for transfer credits at Columbia is that um, you need to have done subjects that we offer at Columbia. So if somebody did, uh, you know, a communications major or something like that elsewhere, Columbia doesn't have a communications program. You could, so you could start to lose credits in that regard. But as long as you've done subject matter that is offered at Columbia, history, literature, biology, whatever it may be, um, usually those type of classes can transfer as long as you've had a good grade. Um, the admissions office does uh, evaluate that upon admissions. And um, I will also go, I mentioned that we do, the most common thing also for many adult students going back to school would be often to first go to a local community college. So um, that's a very common thing. We, and we do take credits same way from community colleges as four-year schools, no difference there. About half the students in the School of General Studies are actually community college transfer students um, where they've gone back to school first at a community college and then they've come to Columbia afterwards. Um, so definitely, uh, you know, transfer credits are, are a big part of uh, our admissions process and evaluating those things uh, takes a lot of time. But um, ultimately, uh, in the end, many students come in with, you know, close to the maximum quite frequently. Um, and, you know, but you don't have to be a transfer student also. We do have freshmen who come to us and uh, come in with no previous college experience, and that's fine as well. Well, we appreciate that overview. And Matthew, can you speak to any financial aid or scholarship opportunities available to students at the School of General Studies? And how can students apply for these opportunities? Yeah, so at the School of General Studies, we do need based aid and we do require students to do the CSS profile, um, which can be interesting for some of our adult students, <laughs> <laughs> their parents' information and so forth. Um, but uh, ultimately speaking, um, it's based on that CSS profile. And if you're a permanent resident or citizen doing the FAFSA form as well, that they make decisions on need-based aid. I will say ultimately, unfortunately, the School of General Studies does not have enough funds for 100% uh, meet all need uh, in terms of our financial aid policies. And in fact, amongst the adult student population, far greater percentage of our students get financial aid uh, than traditional students. So like 80% of the adult students are eligible for financial aid, where I know most traditional college programs, it's like about 50%. So our financial aid dollars are stretched across a greater number of students as well. So 
Um, but in the end, it is that process by which we determine aid from us, uh, from Colombia, that generally reaches to the level of about 50, as high as 50% of tuition, essentially. So, um, and then, of course, there are other grants and other things students may be eligible for in the end as well. So. Well, thank you so much for sharing that information, which is very interesting. And by the way, I always put your office in the show notes. If there are any other links you want to share with prospective students, please provide them to me. And of course, I'll make them available in the show notes. Matthew, what about resources and support services? Does the School of General Studies offer them to help students succeed not only academically, but also professionally? Yeah, I think that's um, that's the cornerstone of what really the School of General Studies is about in many regards, as a especially for the non-traditional adult population, but also the international student population, in that, you know, the reality for most adult students going back to a four-year school is that student services were designed for 18-year-olds, essentially. Um, and so many adult students have to then fit into what are the services provided? And, and you know, there is an old study even from some years ago now that even showed that uh, when an adult student, which the federal government characterizes as 24 or older, um, went back to school at a bachelor's degree, 65% of them dropped out within three years without the degree, actually. And one of the things that they highlighted in that original report was the idea that there were not services designed for these students, actually. And so, um, that's very much what the School of General Studies is doing again, providing student services to non-traditional students, um, which includes our own Dina students office. So when you go to see an academic advisor, you're not seeing an advisor who 95% of the time is working with traditional students and here or there has a non-traditional or adult student. Because the reality is for an adult student, um, the older you get, the more complicated life gets usually, right? Balancing <laughs> life in school at a place like Columbia, getting good advice is really important. And that's very much what the School of General Studies is doing, along with trying to create a sense of community. The School of General Studies, I should mention, is, a, is basically 2,500 students, with about 2,000 of them being non-traditional students and about 500 uh, being dual degree students. Um, and so ultimately, though, with creating that sense of community among students is also very important, having a peer group. Um, I think this is also true for the international students, which are doing a very, the dual degree students, because they're doing a very unique program where they're integrating two schools, basically. And what we do with those students as well is they are actually getting academic advising from Columbia from the very beginning. It's not as if we send them off abroad, basically, and tell, say, oh, see you in two years <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Um, our academic advisors will go abroad twice a year to visit them at the school there to talk with them. They're, of course, fully available remote as well throughout their education um, and really kind of prepare them for the transition between coming back to Columbia, but also, you know, if there are any decisions to be made curriculum-wise at the partner institution that may benefit them coming into Columbia later on, things like that, working with them and setting them up. The nature also um, of the international programs as well, you know, is that... Um, these students, uh, you know, realistically, in many regards, uh, abroad, um, higher education often is very different than American education, especially in terms of the experience that it's much more independent. It's much more, um, you know, usually they're not dorms or apartment style housing and things of that nature. You know, students are making their own food and, and things of, like that it, abroad at, when they're at college. And coming into Columbia, they will continue to do that, um, like many of the non-traditional adult students, where we only have apartment-style housing at GS. Um, many of our students don't sign up for the dining halls, even though they can. Um, and ultimately, you know, having academic advising and support 
in that transition is extremely important. Um, and that's a big part of what we're doing for the international students as well to make them ready to really meld in with uh, the Columbia community once they get here. So, so yeah, definitely a lot of support services. And then of course on the job front, um, you know, a very robust career services. I always tell prospective students, you know, go and look at the career services website of a university and get a sense of what are they doing? What are the opportunities? What internships, uh, you know, opportunities may be available and things of that nature to start to get a perspective of things you might want to take advantage of, which of course Columbia has a robust offering. I want to welcome back Sean Patel, who is the founder and CEO of Prep Expert. He's a Shark Tank entrepreneur making a deal with Mark Cuban back in 2016. And he's also a board certified dermatologist who received a perfect score on his SAT. Sean, welcome back. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back, John. So I just wanted to share with all your listeners real quick that we have an amazing partnership with the College Admissions Process Podcast, and we have a really special offer for all of your listeners. So for any listener who wants to enroll their student into one of our prep expert SAT courses, ACT courses, or one-on-one tutoring programs, you can get 30% off just for being a listener of the College Admissions Process Podcast. All you need to do is put in the promo code College Talk, one word, just College Talk, and that'll give you 30% off all prep expert SAT courses, ACT courses, or one-on-one tutoring packages, make sure you use the link in the show notes of the College Admissions Process Podcast. Thank you, Sean. We really appreciate it. To our listeners, as an affiliate partner with Prep Expert, I want to be transparent with you that for every purchase made using our coupon code, which is College Talk, the College Admissions Process Podcast will receive a small commission from Prep Expert. But rest assured that we only promote programs that we believe in and feel would benefit our listeners. For more information, please see the Prep Expert affiliate partnership link in the show notes. And now let's get back to the show. Well, we appreciate that. And this has been a phenomenal conversation, Matthew. I can't thank you enough. But before we get to the last question, Are there any questions that I didn't ask that you wish I had or any other topics that you wish had come up that just didn't in the conversation? This is an opportunity to share anything else that, again, might not have come up in the conversation. Um, not particularly. I think, you know, some measure covered everything. I, you know, and as I said at the beginning, I think really just the idea that the School of General Studies is such a unique place. Um, and it's really something um, that, you know, it, I mean, the main reason why I've been 20 years at Columbia, I think, is that it's been so interesting and the students are so interesting. Um, and I really think it sets, to some measure, Columbia as a whole apart that our classrooms are far, are so diverse with students with all these experiences, whether it's real world experiences out, you know, our veterans who've served in the military or um, people who've worked in the field or other things like that, that they bring those experiences to the classroom. But also our international dual degree program is a big part of that idea here is that they go abroad the first two years is because then they too come in as a junior with those experiences of having lived abroad and that they could bring hopefully this different point of view and different perspective to the classroom. I think so often, you know, sometimes higher education within a public sphere is often nowadays often viewed as, oh, some sort of job training or something like that. (laughs) They miss the sight of 
kind of the intellectual and academic, you know, dynamics of the classroom that, you know, it's not just about, you know, learning content information or things like that. It's really about what you do with that information and how you engage with it and having people in the classroom who could engage with you with different points of view, different perspectives. Um, that's where new ideas will come from in the end. You know, if everybody in the classroom had a similar point of view and a similar perspective and similar experiences, you know, <laughs> you have those different ideas and new ideas for the future. So, so that would be maybe the one thing I would, I would just comment a little bit further on. So. Well, it sounds like an amazing program. You talked about the diversity and how exactly it's not a one size fits all. Not every student is the same. There are people with deep experiences, whether it be in the military, the workforce. So we can't thank you enough, Matthew. This has been a phenomenal conversation. So my last question is, what other pieces of advice, and you've provided many, but what other pieces of advice would you provide students getting ready to apply to the Columbia University School of General Studies? Yeah, I think the main thing, and again, whether you're, you're a non-traditional student applying to GS or you're looking at one of the international dual degree programs that we host at GS, is to really, you know, just research the programs as a whole and to make sure that they are a good fit for you. I think one of the things I didn't speak much of, but is pretty preeminent when you look at Columbia University is the core curriculum at Columbia, which one of the things uh, at Columbia University, uh, it's not just about your major or things like that. It's also about a well-rounded education. And, um, you know, you definitely would want to read a little bit about the core curriculum at Columbia. But yeah, just research us in full because definitely throughout admissions uh, for all these programs at Columbia, the idea of fit with what we offer is very important. We wanna make a good match basically, because that's when students will be happy. <laughs> and that means they really do well, um, you know. So uh, definitely, you know, take that time to, to look at, you know, all the offerings. It's, you know, not just about the major, it's also about the core curriculum and other things of that nature. And for the dual degree programs, also look carefully at the academic offerings um, at our partner institutions and how they work. It, it would be very important not to make the assumption that, oh, it must be just like the U.S. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so you do want to take that time to do that research. Well, we really appreciate it, Matthew. Thank you again. This has been a phenomenal conversation, and I'm so happy, as I know it's going to help so many students as they get ready for the application process, particularly with the Columbia University School of General Studies. I hope to have you again, Matthew. This has been fantastic. You're awesome. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap.